A problem with our education system is it can cause people to fear failure. And to me, this is a problem because failure is one of the most powerful learning experiences. I also think people or companies get this wrong when they hire people as well. On people's resume, what do they put? They put all the good things they have done and why this and that qualifies them for the job. And while those are great, to me, it is how people have handled failures or mistakes that qualifies them. How did someone handle that confrontation with a customer? How did someone handle a quarter where they didn't meet their budget goals? See, for me, if I was going to invest a large sum of money with somebody else that was maybe asking for my money for a business or whatever they're starting, to me it sounds a little fishy when the person asking for money has had everything go exactly according to plan. I want to invest with people that have been punched in the face and learned how to fight back and solve problems. So in this episode, what I want to do is I want to share some things that are actually on my failure resume when it comes to the investing space, because the goal of this podcast, after all, is to teach financial literacy, and I believe a great way to learn that is by not just hearing success stories, but hearing stories of how people messed up and what they learned from those mistakes as well. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. plenty of different things on my failure resume in investing, ranging from investing emotionally, investing in something I really didn't know anything about, and so on and so forth. And I want to talk about some practical real estate failures, though, in this episode that I have actually had in the past two years. I believe one of my biggest mistakes to this point is selling a couple of our real estate properties that we owned. And I'm going to really break this down. So while we sold these properties for much more than we bought them for and didn't pay much in taxes, I have more financial literacy now to know how that decision really didn't align with my goals. So we are on a journey to fast track our financial freedom, and a key part of that is obtaining cash flowing assets. So let's get it into my mistake here, but let me give it context. We had two houses in a very touristy city area, many lakes, golf courses, etc., And we bought them at a low price, good price. One house, as a matter of fact, was $47,000 and another was $65,000. And while we did need to do some upgrades to them, these houses really were not in very bad condition at all. Needed some cosmetic work. They were definitely straight out of the 70s with yellow walls and yellow tubs and things like that. Uh, But overall, that's not too much. Just a little bit of facelift and overall they were solid. So we lived in one of these and then we rented out the other house. For a few years, which that house cash flowed great for us. It even paid for my wife's braces, which was nice. But we knew that ultimately we were going to be moving to a different city. So we decided because of that, we were going to sell them, which is what I consider an error or failure, if you will. 
if I could go back, what I would have done, and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but we're learning from failures here, so let's talk about it. If I could go back, what I would have done is refinance both of them with 15-year mortgages. So let me break down what that means. Refinance just means to replace your existing loan with a different loan. You have a loan that's going 30 years and it has a certain interest rate. You are literally just swapping that out for another type of loan. And one reason people like to do that is when they start seeing interest rates become lower, they often want to lock in one of those low interest rates because with mortgages, it's often fixed. So it stays that way for the life of the loan. And so if you have a lower interest rate, that could mean smaller monthly payments. So that's why people, it's at least one reason why people may refinance. I had 30-year mortgages on these two properties that we had with fixed interest rates on both of these. Well, in 2020, due to COVID, the economy started needing some help. And so the feds or the government lowered these interest rates. And the reason they do that is because they want people to buy stuff because it pumps money into the economy. So in 2020, interest rates started getting really low for properties in real estate. So there were a lot of people that refinanced even their 30-year mortgage into a 15-year mortgage because of how low the interest rates were. Another reason people refinance is to pull equity out of their home. They're basically liquidating some of their cash. However, if you refinance, you are probably going to need to have at least 20% equity in the home. They call that 80% loan to value. But let's say you do have 20% equity in a $100,000 house. That means that you have roughly $20,000 locked out. But let's say that you had 30% equity in a $100,000 house and you refinanced to a loan in which you left 20% equity, well, you would basically be able to pull out or liquidate that $10,000 or that 10% equity, and we're talking about a $100,000 home price here, you'd be able to liquidate that $10,000 tax-free because this isn't considered a capital gain or a taxable event. Then you can use that extra equity that you liquidated and use it for whatever you want and however you please. I will say you would need to expect closing cost fees, which could be a couple thousand dollars, but would range depending on the size of the loan. But back to my scenario, if I would have refinanced, I could have secured a lower interest rate and pulled out some of this equity. And then this extra capital would have allowed us to buy furniture and make these properties into a nice Airbnb. Because remember, this is a very touristy location. A lot of Airbnbs, VRBOs. And so if we would have done that route, I would venture to say that after expenses were paid, my very conservative estimate would be that this would have given us at least $500 per month for each house. And I think that's a very conservative estimate. But that would add up to being $12,000 per year of cash flow that we could go and use however we please. And remember, my mission and Mini Money Vision U students' mission is to become financially free. And in order to do that, you are going to need passive streams of cash flow. So the reason I consider it to be a mistake in selling the house is because while it was nice to have a bunch of capital to play with, 
it was a move that did not fully align with my goals. Financial freedom is going to require forms of cash flow. Selling the houses ultimately did not really align with my goals. So a question you might consider if selling a property is, does this move align with my financial goals? I will say the profit that we made from this, which we made a good chunk of money, it was not wasted. We didn't just go spend it on a big vacation or anything like that. We used some to invest in real estate, some to invest in crypto, and then we used some to build a van, basically, that we live out of. But I would prefer it if all of this money that we needed came from passive income or cash flow because those streams of income, they never die. They can keep going on and on as long as you maintain control of the asset. So really the reason I consider this move of selling these two properties a a failure is because I didn't take a step back and ask myself if this move aligned with our goals and to go on top of that with the interest rates being so low and we had a good amount of equity in the properties that we could have refinanced and liquidated plenty of cash to be able to pay for furniture and have some on top of that. Ultimately, I consider this a mistake, but it is something we learn from and we move on and know what is a wise reason to sell and what is not a wise reason to sell a property for the future. Hopefully my thinking is making sense to you and you're picking up what I'm putting down and smelling what I'm cooking, but we just talked about the five different types of assets in the previous episode And the reason we had talked about those is because we want to make sure that the asset that you are investing in aligns with your goals. Investing in the real estate asset class is definitely a move that aligns with my goals. However, when it comes down to it for me, selling these two properties was not the best move towards financial freedom. So this is part of my failure resume and I'll have plenty more episodes where I'll share different failures that I've had in the future, and I'm sure we'll have guests on that will enjoy sharing their failures as well. I like sharing these because I want you to be able to, one, learn from my mistakes, and two, know that I have made plenty of mistakes. Because I think when someone writes a book or does a podcast and they only talk about their successes, it can make them seem very unrelatable, which can make people feel defeated. I know I've done that. This YouTuber or TikTok person says it's easy as one, two, three to make money doing this or that. And I'm over here like, what the crap? (laughs) Am I dumb or something? It, It isn't that easy for me. So hopefully some of my mistakes will be encouraging to you in some weird sort of way. Remember that a failure resume is not a bad thing. I would venture to say that many people with lengthy failure resumes when it comes to their investing have found a way to become very wealthy because they have had a money vision perspective on those failures. So what some people call failures, remember, is what those with money vision call lessons and is a big catalyst for their future success. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.